This episode of Discussing Who contains spoilers for Series 10 of Doctor Who, and the upcoming Christmas special. Subscribe to the show using Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and more. Send your audio feedback to discussingwho at gmail.com or leave a voice message at 805-850-3946. Welcome back, everyone. This is Discussing Who. This is episode number 65. I'm Kyle Jones, and we are going to be talking about Doctor Who again tonight. And specifically, this is our end-of-the-season roundup. And who is our in this hour that I speak? Well, the first hour in the hour, I suppose. Not the first hour, like is in 1 a.m., but uh, hour as in O-U-R is Lee Shackelford. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm quite well. I am uh, looking forward to talking more Doctor Who, but uh, playing on something else that you do, I want to ask, how are your hands after episode number uh, 14 of the Relativity Podcast? Spoilers. 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 Yeah. So, who aren't who aren't listening to the show? We don't want to talk about it. But I will say that this is a funny thing that this episode of the show uh, involved me making some uh, unusual noises in the uh, little uh, studio in my garage. And uh, <laughs> that, that was that was quickly followed by the doorbell ringing and one of my neighbors checking in to see if everything is okay. Wow, really? Are you serious? Yes. That's great. <laughs> I, I gave her one of my relativity cards and said, you know, actually, <laughs> there, there's a good reason why I'm doing these insane things in here. And if you haven't heard about the relativity stuff. podcast. Exactly. <laughs> so, so I evangelized her on the spot, but yeah. So, but, uh, so, so let me ask you this. What might you have said? So let's assume that just like your next door neighbor who had not heard uh, what that banging or whatever was going on in your garage, if somebody else is intrigued about what that might be, how might they find out more about relativity? Oh, that was a circuitous but but very, uh, very <laughs> clever way of getting back to it, yeah. Um, we were on iTunes as Relativity and uh, Google Play and all that stuff and uh, always on the, the website at relativitypodcast.com. So this is a radio drama serial for folks who don't know what we're talking about. That, that, I, that I, in my Orson Welles manner, I write and direct and produce and star in because that's cheap. But it's good. Thank you. It is. And uh, I think the other gentleman who is part of our hour is the impossible co-host himself, Clarence Brown. Hey, Clarence. Mm-hmm. Winter is coming. Wait, what are we talking about again? <laughs> oh, is this Doctor Who stuff? Yeah, how you guys doing? <laughs> you, you know, I think I did see me in uh, Game of Thrones this weekend, Lady Me. There you go. <laughs> Believe it or not. You, you saw, you, you were on Game of Thrones? Yeah, me. Yeah, exactly. Me was on there. <laughs> I'm very confused. <laughs> so, so, lady, am I, so I'm going to let him explain. <laughs> okay, because yeah. Arya is Lady Me, remember? Yeah. Yes, we're, we're we're playing with you. Yes. Oh, oh, yes. duh. Hello. Yes. 
Okay, so um, you guys had had jokingly said before we started, you know, about having uh, enough to talk about for uh, another episode that we had already covered everything. But when when the series concluded, we didn't know who the 13th Doctor was. And yes, I know we've had an episode that we talked specifically about the 13th Doctor, but that was like literally about 48 hours after we found out, you know, who the next Doctor would be. So now that we've had a couple of weeks to let it just kind of gel and let, uh, you know, read what other people have said and just kind of let, you know, it kind of take that course have your thoughts changed? Have your have you had any new insights or uh, what? So, uh, Clarence, you want to go first? Uh, no new insights other than just being ready for it to happen. Uh, uh, I'll just reiterate it again. I think it's a good move. Um, you're going to have people that's going to hate it. And hopefully most of those fears, thoughts, uh, pitchforks have died down by now. And, yeah, I just think it's a good move. And, I think as we talk about this season, we'll see, or maybe we'll bring up some of the, the um, I guess, hints that we got about, you know, the possibility of a female doctor. Okay. Lee, what do you think? I, uh, I'm going to do a shout out to my uh, uh, illustrator friend. Uh, my, my, I, I called him my twin son from a different mother, uh, Brett Herholtz, um, who's um, uh, somebody I, I know entirely through the Internet anyway. But he, he's a he's a Hoovian and uh, and uh, just and a Sherlockian and a brilliant you know all kinds of other things. Uh, it is amazing the, the breadth and depth of things that he and I are both into. And uh, but um, he, he did a quick sketch uh, in his way of the Thirteenth Doctor in costume. Um, so he he's positing a costume for her, and I want to say I am all in favor of Brett's costume for the uh, the Thirteenth Doctor because <laughs> um, it has uh, it has the cricket sweater. Uh, like the fifth doctor and uh, and a long coat as uh, a lot of the other doctors have worn. And I think that's completely dashing and I just, I just love it. So, and I, but what it's done is it's really got me thinking, I can't wait to see what her doctor is going to look like. That's, yeah. so that's all. Yeah. And you know what, what's interesting that I find about that and especially kind of tying into what you just said, we get to see a new doctor in the way we've never seen a new doctor before. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. because we this is literally a new experience that that as a fan that we will be going through because we won't have you know yes you'll be learning what are you know what when's that I am the doctor speech coming as I call it yeah and, right right you know you know that's going to happen but but there are but there are other things that is that are will be so new simply because of. The fact that this is a, the first female act, actor that has played the role. So, so guys, I have a I have a question for you, um, Lee. You made a good point. We mentioned wardrobe. So, we I mean we've seen you know pitchforks come out, people be indignant <laughs> of a yes. female doctor. What do you think will happen if they put her in a dress in the series? I think people will just blow up the internet. Yeah, I, I've been I've been thinking about that exact same thing. It, it's a real interesting challenge for this the show's costume designer, and we know that in the past they have let the actor playing the doctor um, have a lot of input into what they they want the uh, the costume to be. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, in the new series, nobody asked Colin Baker if he wanted that. Um, <laughs> you know. um, but um, yeah, uh, we know that David Tennant got a lot of input on his costume and Matt Smith and uh, Peter Capaldi did. So I have to think that uh, they're going to ask her. Mm-hmm. Um, does she think that the doctor is somebody who, who uh, you know, sashays about in a, you know, a 19th century riding skirt or something? I, <laughs> I think she'll want to run. You know, she'll yeah. want to she'll want to be able to run, and there's no no heels or funny business like that. Um, yeah, but you know what's really interesting is two things. Number one, no one posed that question with Missy. No, but we we got it qu- answered before we had a chance to ask it. I think. Okay, and and, and how so? Tell me. Well, we, I mean, we we saw this person who looked like Mary Poppins ah, before yes. we even knew that was the master. True. Good point. So good point. Um, and this is completely front loaded. We know, <laughs> no, it's a woman. What is she gonna? What is she gonna look like? The, I really think that the very good point. She she's not the doctor. If if one of her catchphrases isn't run, you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, when I say run, run, you know. So uh, there's I don't know. But that, but I don't think that excludes the doctor from when they go to, if they go into the past. Let's say you know the same. Uh, let's go back to thin ice. The well, appropriate yeah. thing to be wearing for a woman at that time may have been a dress. Well, that's right. She mm. would dress the way Bill, the way Bill did. Yeah, right. that's interesting. Mm-hmm. That is yeah. interesting, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, wow. So, oh, and, and they could even make was, a joke about that, <laughs> saying, "Oh, I'm I'm so not used to wearing this. How do you, you know? How, how, you know? Now I understand why blah blah blah, um, such and such and such and such had trouble keeping up with me or something. You know, like an end yeah. joke or something. Yeah, well, that's right. Yeah. Well, I think it was Clarence who brought up that uh, we're going to have the situation that that Bill talks about in Thin Ice. You know that she's sort of pointing to her face and saying, "Uh, you know, I don't think I can go out there." There's yeah. going to be times and places where the doctor is going to say, "They're they're going to treat me differently out there." You know, um, <laughs> this is a place that isn't woman friendly. Yeah, uh, and Wait. you know that that's going to be interesting. And it and, and it opens up so many more story opportunities to have that interaction where. You've, you've not got the man walking in the room and taking control. I'm yeah. not, and not saying that a woman can. I'm saying a woman right. can. But, but, but if the people – Right, historically. Yes. So, I mean, I, I'm excited. I, I really am. So have either of you heard when the likelihood of this next series, when it will be aired? Mm, not a word. Clarence, have you? I have all right. So what I have read, and I can't remember where, but I do believe that it's trending toward a, you know, like August, end of mid-August uh, into fall um, run, kind of like what it did with uh, season, what was it, season nine, you know, have a, you know, a fall and then have, say, three or four weeks after Thanksgiving before Christmas. I don't remember that far back. Yeah. yeah. 2013, what was it, 2014? <laughs> It was so long ago. I, yeah. So yeah, that's but, kind of what what it looks like uh, when her series or the Thirteenth Doctor's first series will air. Do we even know for sure that uh, Jodie Whittaker is going to be in the Christmas special? I believe so. Um, I I I 
I think I read somewhere that Capaldi was talking about the regeneration will be a beautiful regeneration and you know spectacular and uh, you know that that would be Christmas. Fun so, for the whole family. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I think it's going to be another thing like where um, you know with Russell T Davis and David Tennant they exit stage left finish recording he does the I don't want to go moment and then maybe you know the same day or days later weeks later you know Moffat and Matt Smith come in and take up and start recording and then the brilliance of editing puts it all together so I yeah. think they're you know doing the same thing with Jody Whitaker and Chibnall they'll be coming in or if, if they may have already you know recorded it by now but uh, but I, yes, I, I mean I think that would be a letdown to not have it in, at Christmas. Yeah, right, absolutely. Or or if it is like um, uh, Mark Hamill's appearance in uh, The Force Awakens. Oh yeah, <laughs> that she is literally the last face on screen and doesn't say a word. It's like, yeah, I, I will throw something at the screen. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Total side note, guys. I would just love to know how much that man got paid to say nothing. Uh, yeah, uh, it's funny. My uh, my family was just talking about that today. Really? <laughs> so, yes. Yep, yep. So there's a, there's another mansion in England somewhere that Mark Hamill bought for showing his face on screen. But you know, <laughs> actually, that's not how you make deals for these movies. I mean, he signed for three pictures or whatever. Yeah, and, true. Know, and this is one of them. You know, and, yeah. So that's how true. that works. So Chris Evans has a has a, a a contract to be in you know X number of Avengers pictures, and that means he has to do. The, his uh, his cameos in uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, <laughs> yeah, which were awesome, all part of this. Just one of my favorite things in the picture, yeah. But yeah, I'm sure that was that's all part of his contract. So. <laughs> True, good point, good point, good good point. Yeah. So, so I'm go ahead. No, I was saying, have we heard any rumblings on who a possible companion might be or anything like that? Hmm. I haven't, and I think it's a it's a fascinating question because it is it's certainly something that's being debated among the uh, the fandom. I mean, if you're you're out there on social media, you know, you're hearing people already saying, well, you know, well, I guess she's going to have a a hot young man who travels with her, and people are being <laughs> upbeat about that. I think, well, wouldn't that be exactly the equivalent of what we've done for fifty years? I mean, yeah. why are you getting upset about that? Okay, so I have read somewhere online. Because, you know, that's obviously – I read it on the internet. I read it on the internet. So I've read something on the internet that and, – and, and this would actually be a perfect, perfect companion – is uh, a certain former companion might come back, someone who has wanted to come back on several occasions, but either Moffat hasn't been interested or they could not have – worked out the schedule and I could just imagine some of the lines between the doctor and this character uh, with the 13th doctor and that being Captain Jack. Yeah, I figured you were going there. <laughs> I figured you were going to say River Song, but yeah. <laughs> um, yes, but it's true. She and Captain Jack would be uh, dynamite. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I could just sit here and imagine some of the lines that that character would come out with simply because of him it being Captain Jack and saying, Doctor, you're a woman now. I mean, you know, just blatantly. And it worked for Captain Jack. Yeah. Yeah, he was that yeah. type of character. Yeah. Right. So have you seen the <laughs> Christmas trailer? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yes, I have. Yeah. What, what did you guys think? Um, <laughs> it's another vanity project for Mark Gatiss, isn't it? Um and you know he's entitled. I, I'll give him that. Um, 
he he's uh, wearing the uniform of a brigadier general, which sort of, certainly made a lot of people sit up and say, "Is that supposed to be the brigadier?" Yeah, and that- a lot of people were going, "No, do not do that. Do not, you know, do not, no, do not blaspheme. Don't do yeah, exactly. that." Exactly. Um, no, but uh, you know, there's lots of brigs. I mean, <laughs> but it is fun to see him in the uh, in the first Doctor's TARDIS. You know, <laughs> so uh, you know. Uh, but that's about all we know, right? And this idea that they're they're uh, uh, it's at least at some point in a moment frozen in time. Yeah. Yes. So, so what did you think, Clarence? Because I had I had I, I I have a question and a thought from that. So, Clarence, what did you think? The one particular thing that jumped out to me about the trailer is that one scene where they cut from, and maybe you guys can explain me this because I wasn't sure if it's all. Um, David Bradley, or or if it started with William Hartnell, but there's oh. this one scene where they transition yes. from the old still up into. I know the current one is David Bradley, but I can't yeah. tell if it was him for the entire transition. Oh no, that was Hartnell. No, no, it, it is a morph from uh, William oh, Hartnell wow. to uh, to David Bradley. Yeah, well, freaking done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. It's beautiful. Yeah, and, 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 and really, and, and, it really sells that David Bradley is the first Doctor. I mean, oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Because, in fact, even though he does kind of a spot-on impression of William Hartnell, he actually looks nothing like him. Correct. So uh, about as much as Richard Herndall did, I may say, <laughs> is the other actor to play the first Doctor. Um, and I never bought that. I just He doesn't look anything like him. But anyway. Um, but, yeah, the morph is, a, is just a – that's kind of a daring idea. It's sort of yeah. like – He's the first doctor now, it seems to say. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. And and, and I think it just kind of works. And, you know, it's interesting because I keep forgetting and and, and I didn't remember this um, until watching um, David Bradley in An Adventure in Time and Space was um, the fact that Hartnell wore a wig as the doctor. That's right. And I completely forgotten that. Yeah. So yeah, that was you know, and and the morphing was done well. Um, one thing that I noticed that was curious, and it made me wonder if they did some type of of body imaging or anything similar to Princess Leia to some degree. And and where I'm going with this is, um, Anakin Wilkes was Wilkes, excuse me, was right. uh, visiting the TARDIS sometime this year. And they showed just for a minute someone standing in uh, by the, the first doctor in a pink dress with blonde hair, and it's just mm-hmm. you know, and you see the regeneration energy, and that's you know, and then and then you don't see you know they 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 go to another scene, but isn't that intended to be Polly? It would have to be. Okay, that's what I yeah. thought. But yeah, but we we can't get the Polly from 1966. Correct? Or can we? <laughs> Right. And, and would if, that if be Peter why Cushing she was, can be in Rogue One? Then <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. And is I that why that, she was there? Was to film a scene, perhaps? Yeah, maybe so, or to voice the scene. Right. Yeah. Oh man, and that, that's just an excellent point. I guess we can start to think about how much trickery we're going to see in this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, I'm convinced that one of the things that we'll, we'll, we'll see, if only for a moment, is the second Doctor. And mm. and that scene that we're talking about right now leads yeah. much precedent. I mean, precedence, press credence. Excuse me, or whatever. Right, yeah. You know, it, mm-hmm. it gives weight to 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 your mm. uh, thing with the second doctor. Is yes, what that. if they show that? <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, because uh, the little moment we saw is, uh, yeah, that's near the end for the first Doctor. So the second Doctor is waiting in the wings, as it were. And, and that is one of those incomplete scenes, correct? We don't have that full, um, that that's full right. scene. Right. Yep. Yep. If, if they hadn't shown it on uh, Blue Peter, it would we wouldn't have it. Right. Yeah. Hmm. So, so there's yeah. another thing in that uh, particular uh, trailer that I picked up on, and I'm curious to see if you guys did. And I think, Clarence, I think you're the one that actually mentioned this a few minutes ago, which is they refer to themselves, or, or the narration of it refers to being frozen in a moment in time. Right? Mm-hmm. Right. So. We that, see the doctor actually touch a, a suspended snowflake. Okay. And so what else have we heard that has been frozen in a fixed moment in time, just like a painting? Mm. So what hmm. if this ties in to the thing that uh, uh. I, you know where I'm going now, right? <laughs> yeah. This is how yeah. the first yeah. doctor yeah. finds yeah. out uh, about how they need to start the calculation and this is Capaldi's, uh, you know, the eyebrows, the eyes, and the day of the doctor. <laughs> yeah, because we never, we never have explained why he's there at the, uh, in the time war. <laughs> right, and there's, <laughs> Say, and, and they've never explained why the calculation, um, you know, happened. So this, mm-hmm. this, if anything, is the perfect time to do that. Yeah, it could definitely seems like it could be a full circle moment to where he initiates the calculation as well as participate in it um, as we'll see his character finally do. So I think it might be, yeah, you're right. It's the perfect moment for it to happen. <laughs> Although I'm trying to think, when have they ever actually closed off a, a story loop like that? <laughs> you know, Good point. It seems to me like that's, yeah. Um, I, I, I don't have it. Uh, Kyle, you may have it because uh, you're the keeper of the quotes, but uh um, Stephen Moffat said something about plot holes and inconsistencies in Doctor Who at, on the panel at Comic-Con. And it was a quote that went around the web. And I'm trying to remember now, but I think the gist of it was, if it wasn't full of plot holes and inconsistencies, it wouldn't be Doctor Who. That sounds about right. but Yeah. So. yeah. Um, there's unfortunately one, and this necessarily isn't a plot hole, but a open plot that I just don't see in this episode, particularly how... They might, um, unless unless what I'm thinking right now is that what they might, uh, I don't see a way for Susan to come back. No, we're we're past her in the first Doctor's timeline, aren't we? Yeah, you know, but he did say he, he but 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 I still go back to saying Peter Capaldi. That was one of the things that he did not like that the Doctor never went back. And you've mm-hmm. got the first Doctor, and this is his last <laughs> episode. There, yeah. There's no other time that's going to be more appropriate, but I don't see where they can fit her in. Yeah. Well, maybe it's Peter Capaldi that goes to see her and not... Um, <laughs> and I'm fine David with Bradley. that. And I'm, t- I'm totally fine with that. But, but Oh, yeah, I assume that. Yeah, yeah. And what if, because cause I said, unless what I'm thinking right now, because one of my favorite moments... Uh, was at the very end where you hear the doctor is he here and then you see Ann Pearl Mackey that was that was like my favorite moment of the whole 
you know, where it's like, okay, Bill's coming back for a final goodbye. And I was like, okay, yeah. cool. Well, you're, you're saying cool. So, what, what, Lee, what do you think about them bringing Bill back for this, this special? I, I, I don't understand it. I, 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 am, um, I am reserving judgment until I see it. Because uh, I, I don't get it. Um, this <laughs> We've talked about uh, Stephen Moffat's uh, fascination with killing characters off and then saying, ah, but they're not quite dead. You know, yeah. they're, um, <laughs> they're only mostly dead. But uh, this this drags her out to uh, to go off and uh, be a spirit form of the pilot or whatever's happened, and then brings her out again. And I'm yeah. like, wait, what? <laughs> so it's Clara all over again. Okay, right, but, 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 exactly, but, but, but not quite. But not quite. And I'll oh, tell you why. Go ahead. Go ahead. I don't know if ahead. this is a memory, or I mean, this could be a hologram for all we know. We, we'll find out. It could, you know? but 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 let me say this: uh, the last thing she says is. You know, uh, oh, man, I hope, you know, you're not really dead because at some point, you know, the universe or people are going to need you. And then she, like, leans down, kisses them, and she, this, uh, she, a tear drops on his forehead. She goes to wipe off the tear and stops. And then that's, that's when true. she says, uh, there is, when there's a tear, there's hope. And remember, it was the tears that uh, led uh, Heather, the pilot back to bill so i'm saying yeah. that that's that's her end for coming back mm-hmm. yeah I, I see that yeah because yeah. they were very deliberate about about the moment with the tear yes her, her leaving yes. yes and and yes very very much so so that's that's my thing there yeah i mean the only other thing i add is that she she had such a beautiful send-off you know and i'm sure this one is going to be just as good but you know it's kind of weird when you bring her back after having such an, a, a fantastic ending you know and it's kind of um, if anybody has seen the lord of the rings any one of them extended editions the movie's like in like three times <laughs> you know well, you think you're at the end it goes on for another 20 minutes oh this is another ending it goes for another 20 minutes and you know i think that's a lot of the hate that people have for clara and you know it's just <laughs> the, the showrunner doing kind of the same thing again albeit just for one episode yeah, but, but but let the screenwriter weigh in on this because the reason why the Lord of the Rings movies end multiple times is because they're based on a giant a trilogy <laughs> of novels, you know, and novels are structured yeah. differently, you know. I mean, yeah. the destruction of the ring is the climax. Bam, end of story in a yeah. movie. But in the, I mean, in the books, I mean, even the movies shortcut the fact that there is revenge on the Shire, you know, that's not oh, in the wow. movies. Because, I mean, huh. it's a giant part of the novel, actually, because it's the consequences of, of the quest and destroying the ring and everything. And, and so I don't object to that. I mean, I, I, we know that if you know the books, you know that the movie is going to have to end multiple times, like, yeah. like, a, like a symphony by Tchaikovsky. You know? <laughs> All of his symphonies that bam, 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 bam. <laughs> Bam, bam, and they just keep ending and ending. But but to take a character like like uh, like Clara and to give her a moment of courage where she embraces the death that's coming, yeah. that's a climax. And so she's dead. She did it. It's a it's a triumph that she dies the way she does, and then she's not dead. What? Could <laughs> we let her have the victory of her of her own courage? You know, so blah. Yeah, and you know it's funny that that uh, 
Clarence has, you know, saying, oh, well, you know, her story, and kind of both of you for that matter. But I guarantee you, Clarence, you, when you see Clara, you're not going to have a problem with that, the fact, oh, well, Clara had a 10-second, oh, I wish this really wasn't, this would have been so much better if Clara hadn't got a 10-second cameo in the Christmas episode. Dude, the, the 10 seconds after the, the, the tear on uh, Capaldi's forehead. Got me excited to see her. So you know, <laughs> if she's on, if she's in anymore, I'll be I'll be happy. Okay, so, there you go. So we have what twelve, thirteen more weeks before Christmas. So that that will be coming around soon enough. But but I've what? got yes. Yeah, think about it. It's already August. You're right. So yeah. it'll be Christmas before we know it. It's true. You're right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so let me ask you guys a couple of questions that I have about the season itself. And since we've been talking about Bill and talking about Clara, let, let me ask a question about Bill. And this is for either of you. The fact now that we know without a doubt that she signed a one-season deal and Clara, I mean, um, Bill was written as a one-season arc and I guess I want to pose this to you firstly because of your background in writing, is does that present an opportunity to tell the story of Bill the way it was told and was so accepted because it was written with a beginning and an end in mind, not the way it is with Amy or Rose or Clara or Sarah Jane or any of them. It was, it was finite. At the very beginning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I believe so. I think um, when, when we were, when it looked like there was going to be an out, you know, that somehow she's going to be not dead, um, the return of Heather made perfect sense because it, it bookended that, those two stories. Um, and then um, my wife and I just watched uh, the pilot again recently, and I, and I appreciated how much of the seed planting actually is done in the pilot. That if you're listening closely and looking at all the rules about how how Heather works, you know, in that universe, it is. It's all it's all setting us up for for her and Bill to be together in, in the end. And um, yeah, I, I, I appreciate that. I, I love a long plan that actually pays off the way it's supposed to. Mm, good, Clarence. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, I thought it was good because uh, you know. Once once you know how much time you have, and I'm not a writer or anything, but it, it just allows them to map out what how they want the arc of the whole season to look. So, I mean, I thought it was really well done. I, I really I really enjoyed how um, lightly mentioned everything was bookend, and you know, I just I just really enjoyed the season just overall. So, yeah, what about yourself? You know, for me, you know, going back and watching it, I need to go back and watch the pilot again. I've not watched the entirety of the pilot. But I think I recall either being on Podshock or being on here and saying that, you know, I kind of did – I kind of thought that they spent too much time, you know, with Heather and, you know, where was that going? Well, now knowing how it ended, it it added so much – you know that made that made it make much so much more sense and, and made it such yeah. relevant. Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, that's true. Because after you watched that first episode, I, I mean, I've been going back to think of how I felt at that time. It was like, what? 
<laughs> yeah. they, they, they really didn't wrap this up at all. Who is this girl, this starry-eyed girl? So, yeah, uh, and, and now that we've seen the full arc, it makes so much more sense, which uh, that's what they did to us on purpose, I guess. So, Yeah, and I think that was interesting, too, that the original title of that first episode was a star in her eye, and then, you know, we see at the very end where the uh, there, you know, you see the eye and you see the star, and that's in the water right before you know Heather starts coming out of the water again. So, so I thought that that was interesting. Um, one thing I would say um, with um, Bill, she, something about her story arc or her finite story reminds me a little bit about our not necessarily about, but to Donna Noble. And the only thing I can come up with, and, and if you guys can see another parallel that I'm not seeing, it was Donna, too, had a finite story. Yes, she started as a one-off Christmas companion, but when she joined, she you know it's pretty much known that, that David Tennant was leaving. So she knew that she had just that one season and maybe yeah. you know that uh, appearance when he leaves. So, you know, I wonder if that made Donna more likable because, again, it was a finite story, for, you know, storyline that she had. What do you guys think? I think you're right. Cool. I like being right. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But, but on the flip, I think the reverse happened, unfortunately, to Clara because my biggest complaint with Clara was, is she leaving? Is she staying? Is she leaving? Is she staying? Is she leaving? Oh, she's staying. No, she's leaving. Yes, she's staying. Oh, well, now she's finally leaving, you know. Yeah. And, and I wonder how much of that is us as the viewer consuming this piece of media and enjoying it and thinking that she's been there too long. Or is part of that us knowing the greater scope of the show, you know, knowing the production, what's coming up, who's coming next, when the next doctor is coming? I wonder how much of our hate or whoever, however you choose <laughs> yeah. to say it, or overwelcome stay from her is is the show itself or the production and things around the show? Hmm. That's a very interesting question. Very interesting so, question. Yeah. It's just the kind of thing that my wife is writing a book about. Um, <laughs> you know, is. I mean, because uh, as fans of a show, we're so hopelessly entangled with how the show gets made that, that it's something that we're constantly negotiating in our own minds. Do Are we really Because we can move millisecond to millisecond between our appreciation of the character and the actor and our understanding of what's happening in the story. So it's like there's a line going from the script through the actor to the character to you and you're you're moving up and down that line constantly, you know, mm-hmm. and being mindful of what's happening in production, you know, and, and what's going to happen with, with the character as it's promised. And then also what we've read about what's going to happen with the show. <laughs> and we're yeah. thinking about these things all at the same time. It's, it's kind of amazing, uh, really. And here's, let me add another layer on top of that. You know, yes, we're fans of the show and yes, we're super fans of the show. We love the show, et cetera, and so forth. But by the simple fact that we get on something that we produce to put out to the public, it adds another layer of scrutiny of how we look at things. Because I know from the way I, uh, I started, let's go back to 
when I started calling into Podshock. I started, you know, watching it again the next morning, starting making notes because I wanted to make sure I sounded like I knew what I was talking about. <laughs> so, so you see what I'm saying? You get into that yep. mindset of even when you're watching it, you're you're not watching it for the sheer enjoyment on some level you're watching it trying to pick up on the story and where is it going and oh oh that was a good line and blah 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 and you know just i think it transforms the way you watch so that's another layer of addition on top of what you guys just said yeah i mean because because if you're if you're watching the show you're enjoying it, but you hear this rumor that Claire is leaving at the end of the season. You know, you heard the rumor; it's in your ear. So you're watching this the rest of the season, thinking she's going to be gone. And when it even goes so far as to allude to it in the story as well, show an arc that might show her leaving, and then she doesn't. Okay, this rumor was false, and then it's already gonna gonna shade your expectation of what that character is and and what the character character should be doing so i i think it bleeds over it probably shouldn't but it, it definitely does even a, a a bigger example may be the whole game of thrones and the whole Jon snow dying thing you know hbo kept the wraps on it for i mean they kept this thing in ultra secrecy although it got leaked you know as things do but yeah and and of course he's Spoilers for Game of Thrones, by the way. <laughs> He's back the next season. So, uh, oh wait, Jon Snow's not dead. Oh God, <laughs> no! I'm of course sorry. I know that. Of course I know that. But if you didn't, spoilers. <laughs> oh yeah, and Captain America's not a Nazi either. <laughs> Captain America's not a Nazi, oh, but we know who is a Nazi, and that is uh, Carol Danvers. Oh but, wow! But wow. but hey. anyway, uh, <laughs> piggybacking discussing, <who>? discussing yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, piggybacking on what you guys just said, the uh, other question or another question I had for you guys was, and it ties right into this, and we've we, we've even talked about this I think on our last episode with Missy's story. Would it not have been so much better? That whole arc of Missy being good, Missy not being good, is she good, is she bad, she's in the vault, etc. and so forth. If we did not know a, a month or so ahead that John Sim was returning. What do you hmm. think? I, I wasn't as irked by that was as getting uh, pictures of David Bradley as the first doctor. Really? <laughs> because, yeah, I, I think I expected, well, I certainly expected more of Missy. But uh, and I just thought it was fun, you know, to see John Sim again. But but the first Doctor's appearance at the end of uh, you know the, the last episode of the season is a major surprise. I mean that that's supposed to be the what moment, but I already knew it was coming. You know, thanks guys, and uh, yeah. Say so, yeah, that's that's the one that bugged me. Uh, what about you, Clarence? And I I kind of agree on the the John Sims uh, leak because. I think even throughout the course of that episode where he was introduced, I think how he was, he was introduced was still surprising to me. You know, <laughs> yeah. I was I wasn't you know smart enough to know that he was Razor the whole time. Well, see, so, I, I didn't know oh, that he was Razor either. I totally didn't get that. No, I, you yes. know, and so imagine if we were sitting there watching that and, and seeing this character, and we, I know we keep throwing in Game of Thrones references, but I remember asking. 
you know, oh, well, I think this guy was on Game of Thrones. Isn't he such and such? And, no, you know, oh, no, well, I've seen him somewhere, but I still did not know that was John Sim. So imagine sitting there watching, and he says, because I'm the prime minister and pulls off the mask, and not knowing that that was coming. Imagine as a viewer, since we were talking about being viewers. Yeah, yeah, I think you're um, right. Imagine sitting there and going like, wow. As opposed to, oh, well, oh, when's John Sim? What episode's he going to be on now? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, because I know I was like, oh, there he is finally. Right. Was, that was my yeah. reaction. Whereas <laughs> if we didn't even know he was coming, it'd be like, what? Holy crap. What did they do? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You know, and it's not like they can't keep things over, under wrap because they kept um, under wrap when uh, Paul McGann came back, even though it was just a 10-minute episode, it was still, he came back to play the Eighth Doctor. <laughs> right. And still one of my favorite surprises uh, yeah. ever. And, and that's what makes it good is yeah. when it's a surprise. So I think both of them, it would have been nice if we didn't live in an age to where there was, you know, leaks and, and spoilers. Yeah, and I think we may have even talked about this before, but I think as far as them being a company... I think it's better for them to control the leaks or if you know something is going to get leaked out anyway, um, it may be better from a PR point of view to actually have a handle on that and, you know, use it to bolster your own social media presence, you know, true, uh, true. But by the same token, if they can't keep it secret, come on guys. <laughs> yeah, true. You know, and I guess that's just the, that one of the cons, I mean, there's so many pros, but, but, and there are also cons, and that's one of the cons of living in the age of media in which we do. Yeah. You know. Agreed. Well, that, that was really what irked me about the, uh, uh, seeing David Bradley as the first doctor was that that was a, that was a release that came from the BBC. They were trumping it before, before that episode aired. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, really? <laughs> You you think this is going to enhance our appreciation of this moment of surprise? <laughs> so I don't know that. I so I think yeah, that. Well, go ahead. No, yeah, and we talk about leaks. We you know we of course, Cal, you're scouring the internet to, <laughs> to find these things, but I don't think the common person is even worried about leaks. You know, they might hear about it in passing because somebody else told them, but. You know, I, I mentioned controlling the media, controlling how your presence, you know, like Lee just said, most people probably wouldn't even known that unless they're just like a diehard Doctor Who fan or who is constantly looking for news. OK, so. I, 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 I will say that you're right and I'll tell you why. One of the YouTube channels that I watch, um, there is a lady who watches and does reaction videos from everything from Game of Thrones to like uh, Walking Dead to um, Doctor Who, and she is currently on. Uh, she, well, she just finished the Wedding of River Song, so she's on season six, and she's literally on season six. She does not know, you know, what's you know coming next, and I wouldn't ask for her to listen to this because she doesn't want to know, uh, you know, what's coming next. So yes, you're right. There are people out there who are. I would say casual fans who are watching it through this, you know, experience just of watching that have avoided or don't go to look and don't know, 
you know, what's coming with Amy and what's coming with Rory and River and Clara and et cetera and so forth. So, yeah, I think that's possible. Yeah, and I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to spoil it for them. No, but 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 it's but interestingly enough, someone I remember reading on that channel that someone specifically created an, a Twitter account and then deleted it just long enough to tweet uh, to her one day. <laughs> seriously, long enough to tweet to her one day who River Song was, and then deleted their <laughs> wow. account. And I was like, that is what you just call a spoil sport. Yes, for lack yeah. of a better word. Or, or stronger words. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like, uh, uh, I don't know if I've told you guys my experience of seeing The Empire Strikes Back. I was so eager. I was so happy, you know, because I loved Star Wars. And the word, word was already in the street. This one is even better. And I think I like went to like the second showing in my hometown. And there was a guy who was sitting in the theater behind me who had who was there to see it for the second time with his buddy. Okay. And, uh, and as as uh, the house lights are going down, he said to his buddy, "You're gonna love this. Darth Vader's Luke's father." Oh, really? Why? Really? <laughs> yes. Well, what what was the point of that? Well, why? Why did he do that? Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I think you have. Uh, well, well, now in theaters, when you're sitting there watching. Uh, uh, now, this is one of my pet peeves, but, you know, now when you have people in the theaters, you have people who don't ever put their cell phones up. So they're not talking to each other. And if they are, they're talking to each other by texting or whatever. Right. But I remember going to a movie one time, and I think it was one of the first X-Men movies. And the, now, the, again, this is one of my pet peeves, is when you have someone who is telling someone about, let me tell you about uh, – Okay, and I'll give you an example of what this person might say. Well, let me tell you about Doctor Who. You know, he's a doctor, and his name is Who. And, you know, and he built this, like, uh, box, and he, like, goes around in, like, uh, you know, space. And sometimes he goes around in, like, time, you know, and he built it, and he comes back to Earth because that's where he, like, lives. And, and you would just want to go, okay, for starters, quit saying like. And second, you don't really know what you're talking about. That's one of my pet peeves. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I digress. I, I, I got off on a tangent. Sorry. Um, so, so guys, let me uh, let me ask you this kind of a final question, unless you guys have any questions. Which is, were you satisfied with series season ten, twenty seventeen? What did you think? Yeah, uh, I thought it was really good. Uh, I think from we had a couple of, uh, you know three episode arcs, two, three episode arcs in there. Um, I really thought the finale was just phenomenal. I, I just really, really enjoyed how they wrapped up. Well, semi wrapped up Bill's story. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. And, and again, like just seeing a new companion, you know, I've mentioned this many times, be the surrogate to the audience. You know, I think it's an excellent season for anybody trying to get in a doctor who to step in and, and check out and all the subtle hits throughout the, the season I thought were great. And yeah, it's, I'm a miss, I guess I'm a miss bill and, and, and uh, Capaldi as well. I just, you know, um, well, I don't think the other seasons of Capaldi's were terrible. I know people hate them. Some people really hate them. Uh, 
I thought they were okay. I mean, I had fun. I didn't. It wasn't like I was just bored the whole time. I had fun with them, and <laughs> and and I think a lot of people's hate of those episodes are probably people who are were into um, Classic Who or have been watching since Classic Who versus New Who people. And so I, I know I really I really enjoyed the season. Um, and yeah, I just can't wait to see what's what's uh, ahead. All right, Lee, what do you think? I hadn't really uh, thought it out very well. I, I've sort of, I'm still uh, kind of uh, uh, high on the buzz of that uh, season finale, you know. Yeah. But um, uh, but uh, my wife Karen, she hadn't seen. Uh, she, we've been watching a lot of other things, and she just hadn't seen all of Doctor Who. So she and I sat down and watched the pilot the other night. Then we watched Smile, and um, she was asking, you know, um, she really wants to get to the end. And uh, I was saying, yeah, uh, and I started suggesting episodes to skip, and we skipped, <laughs> and we skipped oxygen, and we skipped the three parter. Oh, you skipped oxygen? Yeah, and um, no, I could have skipped. I could have skipped knock knock. No, I would have. I, if oh, I had to oh, choose, we also we, skipped knock knock. Okay, yes. all right. Well, see, we, you didn't even see, think about knock knock. <laughs> that's what it was. Yeah, I forgot that we skipped it. But yeah, and uh, and she's a big fan of David Suchet. But I said, trust me, don't. Do, do. Yeah, it's not worth. Uh, so, yeah, so I was a little surprised that I, you know, very blandly wanted to skip five episodes of the of the season. Um, you know, so let me ask you this. Have have you reached the finale? No, no. We just watched. Um, what's the one on Mars? Um, what's it called? Anyway, the uh, one on Mars. Empress of Mars. The Empress of Mars. Yes. You skipped I, the pyramid at the end of the world, right? Yep. Tell me you did. Yeah. Yes. That, <laughs> yep. we, we, so yeah the blind doctor is not something that she knows about so you yeah. know I, I don't and I'm sad to say this but I don't disagree with you for, for, for that choice because I think yeah, you I think you took out the least the filler uh, yeah yeah that's right and if the middle of a season feels like filler there's something that's not good. <laughs> I mean, though, it's, it's not to say those episodes aren't good standalone, but mm-hmm. I, I guess in this case, if you're looking to get the the, the quick catch up, you know. <laughs> it, well, that's it. We are trying to do the survey. But and, you know, when we skipped ahead to Empress of Mars, I started thinking that there there are plot lines that yes. I didn't think would interest her. And sort of the the big the big story that I thought was kind of disappointing in the end. But what we were, but what she has missed doing this are it's moments missing. that I've loved. Well, for one thing, yeah. Suddenly, yeah, we we got there, and suddenly she's out of the box and in the TARDIS. Yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, but you know, I just thought, well, she's kind of missed, uh, you know, um, Bill bringing this girl home, and then, <laughs> and then yeah. also meeting the Pope, you know, yeah, and things like that. And I just thought, you know. We'll have to go back and do a greatest scenes. Yeah, there you go. I I am curious to so so make a mental note here. I'm yeah. curious to see what Karen thinks about the uh, the, the Bill Cyberman walking. Um, you know, the thing that got got me choked up that oh, night. Oh yeah. I'm yeah. curious to see because you know that was like my ultimate scene of the season. So I'm sure. curious to see what she thinks of that. You know, she she's really loving Bill, and uh, so yeah. So she doesn't know. She doesn't know. Okay. So, we, well, we we promise. You know, we won't uh, play any episodes in her ear so that she finds out. <laughs> right. 
You know, I, I, I do want to say this before we wrap about Capaldi's three seasons that he's had so far. I And I know I've, I've said this before, but I think it merits saying again, which is as much fun as I had with season 10, it is sad that we did not have Capaldi playing that version of the Doctor for two other seasons. Yeah. You know, that that to me is, you know, quite yeah. sad because, you know, he he did such a fantastic job as the doctor for the past two seasons that it's just I mean, for the for this past season that the way the story was crafted, I wish it would have just been crafted differently than the way it was. I wish we did three years of uh, the 12th doctor and Bill. Yeah. Oh, that would be no offense to Clara. She could have been there no, too. No. You know, but uh, yeah, that 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 would have been that would have been nice. So, do you guys, go do ahead. You, do you think you would look at those first two seasons of Capaldi's in a different light now that you've seen the third? Do you think that changes anything for you? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Because I think that always happens. What do you say, uh, Lee? Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. I think I think it does always happen. I. Uh... You know, I've I've told the story here many times about how, how uh, that I'm I'm glad that the surprise wasn't spoiled for me in Caves of Androzani, and I had I had sort of a middling interest in the Fifth Doctor, and in that moment, I suddenly said, "No way, come back!" <laughs> <You know? laughs> I, I, I'm just realizing that I really loved you. <laughs> oh no! So yeah, I think that happens. Yeah, I think so. And and, and the other thing I will say about. Uh, you know, a lot of people say that the ratings, you know, are bad, and it's Capaldi's fault. I, I, I can't help but think, yes, there was a decline in ratings. However, you being the BBC, for whatever reason, you know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not condemning or uh, condoning their reasons for having that one year with only one episode, but with people being so. Now, meaning give it to us now, give it to us now, mm. and moving on to the next thing. Can you blame people when you give a year of nothing and then come back? You, you being we, the audience, or people who look at numbers, you can't be somewhat disappointed and can't blame the actor when you've had them, you know, out of sight, out of mind for a year. Mm-hmm. And and you're reintroducing. Do you do you, do you guys feel the same or or differ? Yeah, that's that's not their fault. Clarence, what do you yeah. say? I don't I don't know I don't know I really don't know if I can uh, <laughs> give a definite on that. All right. Well, hey, I think uh, what is a definite maybe is we're <laughs> we're headed to Christmas, right? Yeah, yeah. And I guess what I'm realizing is that I'm I'm in an interesting place. I'm really looking forward to Jodie Whittaker's Doctor and and I love the, the what what we know of the Christmas special and uh, but I'm also going to miss uh, Peter and uh, Peter and Pearl Peter Peter and Pearl I like that Peter <laughs> Peter and Pearl I've never never said Peter and Pearl before yeah but that, that sounds really like right. a a a uh, you know what that actually sounds like that sounds like a Peter and Pearl they're cops a, yeah, yeah or, or like about. a 1940s or 1950s radio show or 1950s uh, sitcom 
Yeah. Peter and Pearl. That's where I was going. Yeah, Peter and Pearl. They're 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 a lovely couple, and you know he's a handsome man about town, and she's she wants to be a homemaker. But yeah. they they keep getting involved with murder, <laughs> and it was murder. <laughs> so so uh, speaking of the uh, going into the past a little bit, if <laughs> if you guys are listening and you're wondering what are they going to be doing, are they just going to be doing sci-fi and comic books for the next uh, four? five months so here's kind of uh, a preview a little bit of what we're going to be doing uh we have not reviewed anything from the past uh as part of discussing who with with clarence and we're so we have selected certain episodes or certain episode blocks or stories i, sh- I should say from classic doctor who as it's now called and uh, just in case uh, our plans change or we switch out a story here and there, I won't say exactly what we're going to be reviewing, except that we That's will nice. begin with an unearthly child, and right before Christmas, we will go to the 10th planet. Um, so just kind of uh, keep your eyes, ears, and podcasters peeled <laughs> uh, and and primed to download because that's kind of our plans for the next several uh, weeks and months leading up to Christmas. Are we going to post those playlists prior to the review so the people out there can watch as well and be sure. ready? Sure, we can do that, absolutely. What a very good idea. Fantastic <laughs> idea. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that sounds like a fantastic idea. So, yes, we can do that. And uh, in wrapping, uh, you know, I know, Lee, you have already talked about where – People can find the Relativity Podcast at relativitypodcast.com. But, uh, Clarence, where could others find you? Yes, uh, you can find me over at techpedition.com, where my brother and I uh, lastly reviewed the episode, the current episode one of two of this season of Game of Thrones, which was uh, a really fun review. Yeah, she. Go over to techpedition.com and check that out. And Lee, I think you and I can also be found on another podcast. And would you like to share where that podcast might be or what that podcast might be? That would be Doctor Who Podshock, the original and longest running Doctor Who podcast. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Created actually- and main hosted by none other than Louis Trapani. Louis Trapani, who I call the Podfather. Yes, 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 yes. yes. And- and, and, you know, funny thing, I think you, you were the one, Lee, that said I, I was uh, firing on all cylinders or something. You were. And, and, you I, were and I started listening to it, and I was like, oh, wow, I guess I was. You were. Now, uh, that was prior to or after um, having the review with Discussing Who? I think hmm. I think it was after, actually. I believe so, yeah. Oh, so you were real pre- well prepped and yeah, ready. <laughs> yeah, because I think we were recording our reviews on Tuesday, and I think we recorded that review on a Friday. So, yes, ah. I think the answer to your question is, yes, it was after we had discussed on who, discussing who. <laughs> you came in packing. <laughs> well, we, yeah, I know that Clarence and I give you grief sometimes about trying to be funny when it's not funny. But yeah. you, you were you were really you were really funny, and maybe it's worth sharing on air too. But you you made a joke uh, in in a private chat the other day that had me laughing for the rest of the day. Okay, so is it appropriate? To, is it appropriate to uh, say on here? You don't make inappropriate jokes. So, okay, good. Yeah. So what no, we were talking about uh, my uh, my web series pilot Herlock, which is a gender bending Holmes and Watson, right? 
and uh, uh, Clarence was saying flattering things about it. And I said, yeah, you know, we'd love to make another episode of that. And your response was, well, if you make either of them a man, I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> That was the perfect <laughs> <laughs> See, sometimes, sometimes my jokes do do play out right. So you know, sometimes you have gems, and the rest of the time you just have bananas, so that, or you know, whatever, oranges whatever. or whatever. Yeah. See, and, and see, and that's an example of the joke not working. <laughs> bananas? Where are you going with that? Yeah. But but I tell you, what did work is for everyone who was listening. Uh, thank you for tuning in. We appreciate it, and. We enjoyed having you listen in to our conversation, but we want to listen into your conversation. So give us your feedback by sending us feedback to discussingwho at gmail.com. You can also send us a voicemail, and you can do that by calling 805-850-3946. So, gentlemen, I think it's appropriate to say we will see you next time, and thanks for listening. Discussing Who is brought to you by Audible. You've probably heard of Audible, but just in case, they are the world's leading provider of audiobooks. They have more than 180,000 titles. Let me say that again. 180,000 titles to choose from. Imagine a genre. They've got an audiobook. And these files play on smartphones, Kindles, tablets, in fact, over 500 different devices. Now, for fans of Discussing Who, Audible is offering a free download when you start a new Audible subscription. And you can choose anything at all from that vast library. But we know you want to get one of their absolutely fantastic Doctor Who titles, which include New Adventures of the Doctor, but also Torchwood and River Song. And they're performed for you by actors you know and love. Wonderful voices, Tom Baker, Alex Kingston, David Tennant. The list goes on and on. So try it out for 30 days. And if at the end of the month you decide Audible is not for you, you still get to keep that Doctor Who book you downloaded. So look at it this way. Free Doctor Who book. So here's how you get started. Point your favorite web browser to audibletrial.com slash discussing who. That's audible trial, all one word, A-U-D-I-B-L-E-T-R-I-A-L dot com slash discussing who. Also one word. And that's how you get your free book. What could be better than that? You've been listening to the Discussing Who podcast. Discussing Who is made by fans for fans. No copyright infringement is intended. Show us your fans of the show by liking us on Facebook, following us on Twitter. You can find us on the web at www.discussingwho.com. Want more Discussing Who? Find us on iTunes, Google Play Music, Player FM, the Doctor Who Podshock Alliance, and more. Send us your feedback to discussingwho at gmail.com, or if you'd like, simply record a voice message and send that to us via your smartphone, tablet, or computer. We want to hear from you.